Hello, this is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working with People by PaveStep. The Working with People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Adam here with us today. Hey, Adam. How's it going, Harrison? Good. Where are you calling in from today? I am calling in from Austin, Texas. Awesome. How's the weather there these days? We advertise it as fall, but uh, it, <laughs> it varies between a late summer and a fall. So, but no, it's it's not bad. It's it's yeah. not bad. So, no, that sounds pretty pleasant, actually. That's pretty good. So today we're going to be talking about performance management and equity in performance management. But before we talk about all of that stuff, which I think is a very timely topic, the year end is coming up, and this is something that I think a lot of people have top of their mind. You know, before we dive into it, though, you know, tell us who you are and what you do. My name is Adam. I do HR recruiting, diversity, equity, and inclusion work for a variety of, of different companies. I'm very passionate about how do we create equitable systems for people and create ways for them to thrive within organizations. Also improving the organization's bottom line. So that's me collaborated on a variety of different projects in a variety of different industries. And yeah, excited to be on today. Let's start with defining performance management equity. And maybe we could even start by defining equity first, because I think some people have an idea, but maybe it's something that might be good to have a refresher on. Yeah. So I think we can define equity first, which the traditional definition is the notion of being fair and impartial as people deal with various systems in an organization. So You know, I think when we talk about equity, I think that's the most important thing that we talk about is we talk about systems and, you know, we talk about justice and we talk about impartiality. But the thing is, equity, it's very different than equality. So equality is the same, whereas equity is impartial and fair. And also equity understands certain barriers that some people might have and aims to eliminate those. Got it. So how does that look in the context of performance management? Let's define what performance management is. Sure. So performance management, obviously the design of it is how well or the tracking of somebody's overall contributions to an organization. Equity is taking that impartial view and understanding how People effectively, I would say, judge others in reference to general career development. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. When you think about this equity in performance, in the context of performance management, obviously performance management in many cases can be subjective, right? Because not everything is just simple numbers and, and spreadsheets when it comes to performance for people. So what are some of the key disadvantages? poor or unfair or unequitable performance management in companies? I read something interesting. Some of the biggest factors sometimes in poor performance management reviews are why people get these performance reviews, why people don't do well in both like receiving or giving them is it's called the idiosyncratic rater effect. And Mm -hmm. that seems to be the biggest factor. And what is really interesting about that the idiosyncratic rater effect is that half the rating reflects the manager's own characteristics rather than the person actually being rated. So Mm -hmm. very much, it's very much subjective. So 
that tends to be a huge problem. And so like a manager is rating them on how maybe they would perform a job. Also, sometimes where a lot of people get it wrong is once again, the lack of data or a very closed door, closed policy, one that really isn't transparent. Performance review, that's really one way. And I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong. And then sometimes a lot of managers and a lot of people higher than managers actually get it wrong because they'll put maybe one to two sentences and they won't explain themselves. And so, you know, a lot of people know right. they, give, they can give a rating, but they can't give an explanation. Right. And I think some of the things that you talked about, like lack of data and detail, right? Like that's critical when it comes to somebody being like, hey, Adam, you are A plus or B plus or whatever it may be, but there's no details around it. It makes absolutely no sense basically for you or the person who's receiving the feedback. And that's problematic because that's really helpful data that should help the managers and the leadership make better decisions about developing and motivating their people. I think probably another big thing that we think about and why performance management gets it wrong is in the past, it was once a year or twice a year. And so, <laughs> and like there are times where, yeah, maybe the only time you actually collaborated on more than a 30 minute conversation with your boss was two times, like when it was like salary time. Then it's more of just a rush. It's like, oh, look, this is what I've done. And I think what we see a lot more as more organizations become more collaborative is weekly meetings. Mm -hmm. And I say it's a little bit more agile because it's more of like, okay, here are the projects that we're working on. How are we doing? Are we on track? That sort of thing. Like more continuous performance management. Right. And I think that actually tends to produce more effective performance management and more equity. Because rather than somebody's potential, you're actively seeing what somebody is doing. So does yeah. that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And when you talk about the once a year, more traditional performance reviews, it's funny. I always tell our clients and partners and our team, it's like, I don't even remember what I had for lunch last Thursday. Like, how am I going to remember what you did over the last 12 months? Right? Yeah. Like, there's just no way. It's not well, going to be accurate. And so not only that, but if you think about it, we're all moving to this remote mentality. And mm -hmm. I think... The biggest problem we see with remote mentality is affinity bias, location bias. Yeah. And we see what happens is, you know, everybody is stuck in their own little world. Like, yes, we have Slack or we have Skype or Teams or WebEx or whatever, but I am still like, what am I facing right now? I'm facing the grass and I'm facing four empty seats. So yeah. I am only seeing who is messaging me or collaborating with me or that sort of thing. So I think that when we talk about weekly updates, like mm -hmm. that is so key, especially when you can't just walk over to, right. to their desk or travel or something like that. So, Yep, that definitely plays a part. So moving on to the this new question around the perception of fairness. What specific factors do you think affect employees' perception of fairness in performance management? What affects employees? So like what employees feel is fair, you think? Exactly. Like how can organizations basically make it more fair? Because perception is important, right? I mean, yeah. that's reality for employees. And they want to understand that it is as objective as it can be while understanding it's going to be some subjectivity there. But the key is I think it's removing that subjectivity. So number one, it's having two-way conversation. So it used to be performance management is like you're at the principal's office and the person says <laughs> your performance XX and X rather than the two-way conversation because it was always about past performance. And mm -hmm. it, whereas it should be about, okay, how are you growing? What impact are you making? 
And then how are you developing? So your goal, you stated in your interview, your three-year goal was to be a manager. Okay, here's where we are. Here's the leadership that you took, that sort of thing. And here's the impact that you're making. And here is what you can do to create even more impact. There's data. And so saying like, hey, here are the particular areas you impacted. Here was revenue. Here's employee satisfaction. And not only that, but getting 360 feedback. So we're thinking Mm -hmm. customer feedback, maybe peer feedback, maybe and manager feedback as well. And so talking from multiple data points rather than just a manager's. One person's um, view. Yep. When you do a subjective performance review, you can impact an employee in a major way. I mean, I remember as an HR person, an employee coming to me and showing to me his manager's performance review of him. And, you know, he was a very hardworking person, worked himself to death. And this leader was top leader in the company. She was doing one to two sentence performance reviews. And it's like, you know, as a leader, you really need to dig deep down and be data driven and really help connect the parts of the whole and have a two-way conversation. Right. But I think the problem is, is there's a lot of people who, I mean, sometimes it boils down to there are people in management who possibly shouldn't be in management or there are people in management who need to be coached up. So, yeah, like one, you mentioned around making sure that it's a two way conversation Two, making sure that you get as much data as possible. Right. Not just, you know, the manager's view, but also the 360 and other things like whether it's numbers, whatever it may be, just getting as much yeah. data as possible. And I love the fact that you brought up this impact on the employee, right? I think a lot of the leaders or managers think about performance management and you know those that get it are like, hey, this is really good for our productivity and retention and engagement. Like, yes, that's true. But at the individual level, if you think about what how this actually affects the individual employee, it's significant, right? It determines their future career progression, earning potential, right? Whether they even have a job or not over the next three months or six months or longer, right? It's a very... Serious decision that they need to get as accurately as possible. Absolutely. And something else that we talk about DEI and performance management Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. feedback, you know, what we see a lot of is sometimes those who people think have big potential get stretch assignments, whereas those who have to prove themselves, you know, they can't get that. And like that can affect too when you're having a conversation on development and impact. If you got stretch assignments, you were able to do that. So that absolutely makes sense. So. We've kind of talked about a few of these already, but what are some other tactical steps that organizations can implement to have more equitable performance conversations and reviews, right? We've already talked about a few, like making sure that you have the right data, making sure that it is a two-way conversation. What else? Anything else come to your mind? I mean, I would say having really emphasizing one-on-one meetings and creating templates for these one-on-one meetings. So what did you accomplish this week? What projects are on your horizon? What do you need help with? What am I a blocker on? What are you interested in? And then like this way, you're not waiting until six months. And when you have that six month performance review in July, you're not saying, oh yeah, I needed this in March, but I had to wait till my performance review. If you have an issue on March 1st, you're getting it handled March 4th or 5th or something like that. This way you have a progress tracker. And so you're saying, okay. You document it. Yeah, you're documenting. And so, you know, not only that, building that skills tracker and building a way for you create the job description, but then creating like a skills tracker in order for people to, as a career development tool. So saying, Hey, you know, you're six months in, this is what you've accomplished. This is what we're hopefully looking for as well. 
And so you can base your performance reviews on that. Right. That absolutely makes sense. And that's where I think 360 feedback usually becomes really helpful, right? To be able to assess that and get as much data as possible. That absolutely makes sense. So from flipping the kind of the conversation, when you look at it from the employee's perspective, right? What can employees do if they think their performance review has been unfair? What are some of the actions that they should take or they could take? Yes, I always say use your people operations. I never want HR to feel like just like a complaining area, but people operations needs to build and build themselves as really the folks who can help with equity. Also, really talk through. If you received an unfair performance review, really talk through that and say, bring data points, bring past performance, bring past communication. And I'd say don't be afraid to push back. Say why. What are the measurements? What are the organizational KPIs? Where do I fit? Because, I mean, as I said, when we started, I think that idiosyncratic rater effect, managers rate employees on how they rate themselves. So (laughs) the manager is doing a bad job, but the employee is doing a great job. Sometimes the employee gets the brunt of that bad grade. So Any other tips? Make sure as a manager that you are aware when you're saying subjective responses. So I feel or be wary of inserting your subjective opinions in there because sometimes they could be skewed as biased as well, especially if you have multiple direct reports. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's really the main thing I, I would think about. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Adam. Where can the audience find you and your thought leadership? So the audience can find me on LinkedIn. So Adam Rosenfield, or they can find me Twitter. Same thing at Adam Rosenfield. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time. Same. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to Working With People by PaveStep. Feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast. Thanks.